the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Welcome in. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. Money, 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 money is typically what I do on this show on a regular basis. We talk a little stock market because it's intriguing. Truth be told, I wish we didn't talk stock market every day. I wish we'd talk stocks and how to invest. Stock market's going to do what the stock market's going to do. So you can get yourself all in a tizzy and go, ooh, the market was up 100 points today. Ooh, the market was down 100 points today. The truth is... The market's going to do what the market's going to do. So what you should do is play into the trends that it, it, it provides. Market goes up 7 out of 10 years on average historically. Stock market beats bonds historically 10% to 6%. Bonds beat real estate historically 6% to 5%. I'm not making that up. That's the fact, Jack. So what you should do is accumulate assets. You should buy some stock, some bonds, some real estate. The home that you buy, though... It's a liability because it's a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage. The word mortgage has the word death in it for a reason. It scares the hell out of you. It should scare the hell out of you. You own that, that, that property for a long time. And every month you have to pay. Every month you have to pay. Otherwise, you could go down. They could come take your home from you. You get your calls on the air today. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Today we're going to have someone from the office on the show. That's right. Hit television series. We're going to have someone from The Office. Is it is it the main character? Nah. Is the secondary character a support character? Mm, no. It's a little bit of a lesser known. It's the UPS dude. So he's one of the lesser known characters. He plays the part of Dunder Mifflin warehouse worker Daryl Philbin. So he's going to be on the show today. He's going to be pimping his New Year's Eve show, but in between, I'm going to be asking him questions that you might want to ask him. And if you have questions that you want me to ask him, you can go to talk910.com, talk910.com. It's talk910.com. Big financial story out there today. It's Intel. Intel faces antitrust lawsuit from FTC. Now, what have I told you? When there's bad news on Intel or there's headline risk on Intel, who does well? NVIDIA and AMD. AMD's up 5% today on this news. Oh, good God. Look at AMD in the last year. It's gone from two to nine bucks. Holy mackerel. There was a girl in my high school who ran for president of vice president or treasurer, one of those stupid high school titles that you can do, a faux government, as if students really have any say. Um, her name was Don Zackerel, and her, her campaign slogan was, holy mackerel, vote Don Zackerel. Why do I remember that? <laughs> I shouldn't remember that. <laughs> what is stuck in my head? Get out. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I've been listening. I, I check out KGO because I hate Ron Owens. I want Ron Owens 
uh, souffle for uh, Christmas. Um, he hasn't been there for a while. I think he might be dead. I'm not sure. He's He's been gone a while. Had to listen to the impetuous David Lazarus. Oh, what an oaf. That guy is so filled of himself. He's talking today about kids and schools. Are they safe? Look at the odds. They're very, very, very safe. The question is, are kids safe in car seats? Are kids safe against drunk drivers? Those are the scary numbers, but kids at school, pretty pretty safe. 800-345-5639. I'm never going to do those cheesy, cheesy, McCheesy topics. Um, I'm just not going to do it. So I'm not going to do the easy talk show, so to speak. I will talk about weenie rock. I know you're saying weenie rock. What is weenie rock? Weenie rock. Arbitron has come up with a new system, which I have to be careful what I say and don't say about it. But it studies radio habits, and it eventually replaces diaries that have you know, shown very interesting results. They're called people meters. And there's a good article today at the New York Times about people meters. Um, and what we're finding out is people like to listen to Celine Dion. Men like to listen to Light FM. So ABBA and Celine Dion are showing up a lot more on people meters than the old diary system would show because people don't want to admit that they listen to Light Rock. While lots of adults say they listen to classical music stations, very few actually do. We're f- the people meters are fantastic because they actually read and, and actually tell you what people are actually doing. Like Howard Stern probably would have had bigger ratings because people wouldn't, wouldn't want to admit to listening to, to Howard Stern. So anyway, um, shocking to me, shocking that Celine Dion's big with men uh, because to me, she's the president of Canada. Um, she's the enemy of the public. So she must go. 800-345-5639 now. Do you remember, and that's article at the New York Times. I didn't just make it up. It's at the New York Times. Uh, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember TiVo? I got TiVo six, seven, eight years ago. It was fantastic. Fantastic product. In just three years, though, TiVo's subscriber base has dropped 62%. Right now, there's fewer than 3 million people using the devices that started revolution. Do-do-do-do. Consumers are opting for DVRs or the internet to find shows they've missed. So now TiVo wants to reinvent itself as a search engine. Oh, no. So there's an article today about the original digital commercial killer um, and what's happened to them and their platform and their technology. So Tivo's out there, and they've lost 62% of their subscribers in three years. That's a pretty big drop. It was a great product, but it was a product that was easily easily replicated and copied very, very very much so. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Richard in Martinez. Richard? Richard. Go ahead, Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. Hi, Rob. How you doing, man? Good. I had a question for you. Um, I was looking for a safer, more liquid uh, investment. Is a Freddie Mac Fannie Mae a decent one, or should I just go in some ETFs? Do you want to lose all your money? Uh, I don't have enough to lose, so no, I don't think so, Rob, or I'll be living in your backyard. I, I actually have a, sh- a pretty cool shed in my backyard. Nice. So it's got a bed room? in it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Right. <laughs> and I, I work in it, and I actually have a bed in it because smart people, we don't have the ability to, like, walk 20 feet to get back into the house, so I just sleep in my shed sometimes. Hey, well, listen, I'm a great handyman. If you need any free work for sound advice, I'm the man. Let me think about that. What would I have you do? Can you Can you put a new roof on for me? Yes, I How- Strip it and find a great roofer, but basically I'm good at trim work, windows, doors, flooring, sinks. You, you put in windows? Yes, sir. That's a violent job. 
Yeah, I know, but you got to make money right now, Rob. It's slow everywhere, so I had to multi-trade, you know. Yeah. How about cabinets? Can you come help me put in a kitchen cabinet? Definitely. Okay. Definitely cabinets. Drop me an email, drop me an email Rob, at robblack.com, and I'll pay you in beers and financial advice. Perfect. So, and you'll it has get to... to be micro beers, none of the lights or nothing like that. I, 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 I wash my car with the light beers, so. Very good. We're on the same page. No worries. No worries. But then again, the micro brews, they're starting to piss me off because there's like hazelnut beer, and hazelnuts do not go in beer. I think that's just a little bit too fruity, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for the other one that either that's like a mango. I like beer to taste like beer. I'm with you. Good. So, how about soup? Do you like soup to taste like beer? No. no I, I make a mean cheddar beer soup. Maybe. Okay, there you go. So I swayed you pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 pretty quick. So Fre- Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, these are government-sponsored entities, and there was a point in my life where these were probably some of the safest investments of all time. And then we got into this housing crisis, which you would never have imagined that there would be a crisis in, ho- in, in lending and, and such. And the Freddie Mays and Fannie Macs – no, no, Fannie Mays and Freddie Macs. Oh, no, I need a vacation. Um, they've got too much debt. They've got too much liability issues, so I would pass on them. Now, you're looking for safety. Is that the idea? Well, I know nothing's going to be safe, 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 you know, but I'm just looking for something not too volatile that's going to make a nice little interest. I'm not, I'm not in that case. I don't expect to make millions off of safe investments, but uh, just put the money away. I've got some money in a safe investment. And my mother has some money in a safe investment called Ginny Mays. Ginny Mays are government sponsored uh, debt that lend money basically into the housing system. And you can get a good three and a half, four and a half percent yield. Like that to me is as safe as you can get with as high of yield as you can get anything above that. It starts to get kind of crazy, Richard. Now I'm going to be honest with you. There's some California um, general obligation bonds that I think are attractive. They're yielding 5.5%, um, and most of that is protected by the United States government and not California. Um, I think those are very, very attractive, but you have to get a bond broker uh, to buy those for you. Um, if you're looking for growth of principle, I mean, you can you know start stretching your legs at that point in time, and there's, there's plenty of things out there that are you know nice investments that aren't going to get you into too much trouble. Um, for instance... I think the safest stock or one of the safest eh, – let me strike what I'm saying there. Um, a company that uh, – hmm, hmm. you could buy Boston beer. Yeah, <laughs> How about, well, we, hey, if I brew my own and you like it, you want to invest in my beers? There's no chance. There's no oh, chance. Come on, Rob. So, you know what I'm thinking about. See, the, my, I'm not the best businessman. You know, At one point in time, I invested in a restaurant called Bulimia's. Uh, like I'm just not that good at, at being a business – at uh, you know, privately run businesses. Um, you can buy Boston beer. So you like Boston beer, huh? Yeah, I kind of do. So gross margins, uh, craft brewer, optimizing uh, high numbers, good guidance, good volume trends, reasonably safe company. Um, I would consider a name like Visa if you can stand the risk. Visa is, you know, not risk-free in any way, shape, or form. If you want a cheaper version of Visa, I think you can go with MasterCard. Um, uh, there's a growth stock that I'm, I, I'm looking at, but I don't want to give you a growth stock, uh, going through some of my notes that I've put together. I think MasterCard is pretty good. 725 million people uses their services. 725 million people. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, 
Qualcomm looks to have a good 2010. Oh, here's one. PetroHawk Energy. PetroHawk Energy. Earlier this week, we saw Exxon buy a big natural gas player. And uh, it's portending that natural gas is going to get used more and more in the United States. And if you look at climate, and people are getting arrested right now in Copenhagen. Um, natural gas should be a good play for 2010 on acquisitions. Uh, the big boys will, you know, say, hey, we need some natural gas because down the road, um, you know, coal's dirty. Americans don't like coal. China loves coal. They don't mind dirtying up the, their environment. Um, oil, we, we, we tend to feel like uh, we've got a president in there who, who really wants to make a difference, and maybe he pushes for natural gas. So I'd, I'd look at PetroHawk. PetroHawk. Um, I think Baxter International, if you want safe, I think Pfizer, Merck, pretty safe. I think the healthcare reform is going to help them slightly, not hurt them slightly. So, and I like their dividends and they're trading at valuation lows, but I'd consider a good Ginny May fund for your cash equivalent. I'm not really sure what you need. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. to Rob Black, 9-10 a.m., more stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show, I'm Rob Black. Not only it's financial, I don't know if you can tell, but I can tell. Starting to push towards the holiday season. I'm already starting to get distracted. I've set up a service called Rent a Rob Black. I haven't been to any holiday parties this year. Probably the first time in my life. My adult life. So if anyone wants to rent me to be their companion, male or female or other, I'll come to your holiday party with you. I'll look interesting. I'll act like I've been your best friend for years and years and years and years. I'll ask interesting questions. I'll, um... I'll flash my television badge so everyone knows I'm kind of a big deal. 800-345-5639. You can rent a Rob by going to robblack.com, rent a robblack.com, rent a robblack.com. And I'm cheap. I work for beer. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Okay, 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 okay. Now, you know those annoying Verizon, AT&T commercials? We got better 3G. They got more coverage. We got this. They got, they're pretty annoying. Uh, where do I go with this? Here's an investment for 2010 idea. I know you're saying, Rob, you are full of ideas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am. AT&T, by the way, is thinking about charging more for the, you, what they refer to as the data hogs. The people who, there's an app for that. The people who get the unlimited data and then they get app, 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 happy. And they start downloading movies and things like that. So anyway, that kind of pisses me off. You think, isn't it unlimited, unlimited? Nope. <laughs> Not according to AT&T. The question is, will that piss off AT&T users to the point where they go, we're going somewhere else? For the record, Verizon's going to get an iPhone next year. It's not going to be the premium iPhone that AT&T likely sells, though. Okay, okay, here we go. So here's a way to play the smartphone trend that's not Apple, it's not Verizon, it's not AT&T. But it is a trend, right? It's the companies that build the towers. There's a company called American Tower. It, 
biggest complaint about AT&T is their, their coverage just isn't good enough. And as we get more smartphones, they're going to need more coverage. They're going to need more towers pumping out more data. People are using their iPhones at increasingly complex tasks. Huge data consumption to relieve the networks and install new technologies like 4G. Telecoms need companies like American Tower. Now, American Tower, they own 26,000 towers around the world. And they lease spaced carriers who sign multi-year contracts that come with an annual price escalators. Now, because of zoning laws, American Tower controls large territories with basically no threat of competition. If I want to put up a cell phone tower, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Now, American Tower is not only the biggest, but they're also the best managed, according to industry executives. Now, the company boosts high profit margins better than their competitors, and they've got the lowest debt-to-capital ratio in the group, leaving cash to ultimately buy operations overseas as the world becomes more cell tower needy. So wireless penetration, <laughs> I said penetration, it's emerging in markets that's still very, very low. In, in India, for instance, it's 34%. In Mexico, it's 67%. So internationally, there's an opportunity to grow with this company. Um, let's see. There's a lot of value in it because a lot of what you take a look at when you take a look at their PE and go, oh, they got a PE that's high. This is a company that has depreciation, so it's it's really tough to analyze unless you're you're good with spreadsheets and unless you're good with accounting, which I happen to be. If you need a spreadsheet, I'm your man. I'm one of those people that can make spreadsheets that sing and dance because I'm that kind of cool. So sing and dance and little seltzer in your pants. Um, price to free cash flow, very very good, very very good. Um, basically, there's a prime bottleneck right now, and for mobile devices, and we keep hearing people say, you know. I want to get a cell phone. I want a new app for this. I want a new app for that. Uh, follow the bottlenecks. That's my advice to you is follow the bottlenecks. 800-345-5639. Get your calls on the air. Now, interesting note. We're talking about Internet. And I thought this story would never have happened. But Australia today is, it, it did something that's just kind of nutty. It's just kind of nutty. What they did was they planned to introduce an Internet filtering system that's going to block obscene and crime-linked websites despite the fact that it's going to curtail freedoms, freedom of speech. Now, they're going to do a mandatory screening system that's going to make Australia one of the strictest Internet regulators amongst the world's democracies. Authoritarian regimes commonly impose controls. Australia is not an authoritarian regime. China drew huge criticism a couple of years ago when they said they're going to put filtering software on all PCs sold in the country. Now, the government of Australia said they're going to introduce legislation next year for the filter system to help protect Australians, especially children from harmful material on the internet. I can tell you kids in the internet scare the hell out of me. That's just a weird combination. So the Australian filter was amongst a number of new measures aimed at strengthening online protections for families. It aims to block material such as child pornography, bestiality, rape, sexual violence, and anything that gives you detailed instructions about how to commit crimes or buy illicit drugs. I don't know how I feel about that story. On one hand, you go, you know, we, there really is too much in, on the Internet. We don't really need all that crazy stuff. On the other hand, you go, well, it's, it's for the good of it's, you know, freedom of speech. So I don't know where I, I stand on that. Sometimes I'm, I'm torn. Don't forget I'm going to be speaking with Craig Robinson from The Office coming up in just a few minutes. Um, funny man. I guess you have to refer to comedians who actually get paid to be comedians. Like, I'm not a funny man. I want to be a funny man, but I'm not paid to be funny. So let's go to Eric in San Jose. Eric. 
Yes, uh, Rob, I have a question for you. I have a 401k, 36k, and in the 401k, 67% of that 36k is tied to part U.S. equity index fund, Vestrifa. And I noticed that the one-year yield on that is roughly around 25%. Long-term, 10 years, roughly a negative 1%. What can you tell me about that? Tell me, give me a, the, the ticker symbol of the mutual fund. Uh, you know, I don't know it. Um, What's the name of the family? Spartan U.S. Equity Index Fund Investor Class. Okay, it's it's Fuse F U S E X. Um, the yield is two point one percent. The return to date is twenty five percent. There's a big difference. When you said yield of twenty five percent, you kind of scared me. Okay. So your principal's gone up 25% this year. Um, the yield is 2.1%, which means it holds some pretty good dividend-paying type of stocks. Um, it's a large-cap blend, so it's both growth and value. So let's see. Let's see. The costs. I'm trying to find the costs here. Um, the expenses are nominal, so they're, they're, they're not really there. So it's very, very cheap fund to be in. So it's the Spartan U.S. Equity Index Fund, and it's brought to you by Fidelity um, Performance. Take a look and see how they've done over the years. Taking a look at it on a five-year basis, it's a good market performer, nothing crazy. In bull markets, it does what it's supposed to. In bear markets, it does what it's supposed to. Um, so there's nothing crazy there. When you look at the names in it, it's ExxonMobil, it's Microsoft, it's Apple, it's Procter & Gamble, it's Morgan, uh, J.P. Morgan, it's Johnson & Johnson, IBM, Chevron, General Electric, AT&T. And how much money do you have in this fund, Eric? Uh, roughly around 6 to 7%, which I think translates to about twenty four, twenty five thousand. Okay. I think you have too much in this one fund. It's not a bad fund. So it, it's a good fund. It's like, for instance, what I'm trying to say is you've got a good quarterback but where are your receivers? Where are your blockers? What else do you have available in the in the, your choices? Um, I do have other choices. I just don't have them. Okay. Um, now. Okay. Um, I was I was looking to get a little bit more aggressive, and I don't want you, that, most, I don't, most of that is tied up a little bit on yeah. this fund. I was thinking of moving it around and getting into a more aggressive, more like international, for instance. Well, this is kind of international. ExxonMobil does business overseas. Microsoft does business overseas. Apple does business overseas. Johnson & Johnson, IBM, Chevron, General Electric, AT&T. They all do business overseas. So it already is kind of international. Um, but yeah, I think your fund, I think your 401k would benefit from having some small cap exposure, some income exposure, some international exposure. I would say maybe no more than 20 to 40% in the Spartan fund. So 60% is a lot. Um, I would cut back, especially if you're on the younger side. Um, it's not a bad fund in any way, shape, or form. So keep in mind, you might be leaping from a frying pan, which is wonderful, into a fire, which would burn the hell out of you. So it's not a bad fund. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Keith in Santa Rosa. Keith? Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I was refinancing with uh, Wells Fargo, and you can do this all online and no costs, uh, going from 6.75 to 4.625, and I was wondering if 4.625 was a good rate. I would sell my my left pinky for that rate. That's a good rate. Yeah, didn't cost nothing either. So you're the man. Yeah. Um, Keith, I highly recommend tonight you go to a bar 
You take off your pants and you run around and go, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I just went from six and a half down to four point. That's a great rate. Congratulations. Cool. 15 from a 32. I thought it was the right thing to do. Okay. Well, see, there's a little bit of a twist. I'm not a big fan of 15-year mortgages, but I'm not going to knock you. It's still a good rate. Make sure you're funding your 401k aggressively. To the max. To the max. Then you, then you are the man, and you can do that exactly what I told you. Go to the bar and pull down your pants. Um, <laughs> uh, my advisor is on your sister radio station on a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. What do you think of him? Who's your advisor? Bob Brinker. Bob Brinker, let me tell you about Bob Brinker. Um, I think he's very average at best. He's a market timer, and there's better market timers out there. He's an infomercial. Um, he pays to have his radio show. He pushes a product, and thanks for the call, a newsletter that most people shouldn't be spending You know that kind of money uh, to get financial newsletters. I think you can beat him just by simply indexing. I think he uh, is overrated. He called the stock market correction in 2000, but he missed so much of the tech boom in the 1990s. Um, one call doesn't make you a, a guru for life. One call makes you a guru for 15 minutes. That was his 15 minutes of fame. I find him average at best, and I think you could do better. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Shoe. Rob Black Shoe. Rob Black Shoe. 19 a.m. Coming up, Craig Robinson. I got someone from The Office. Hit TV show right around the corner. It's Rob Black Show. I'll... Smooth like a baby's butt. <laughs> Smooth like a baby's butt. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Joining me now is Craig Robinson, American actor, stand-up comedian, does both. Two jobs better than one. We have 12% unemployment in the Bay Area, and he's got two jobs. Should we be mad at him? How are you, Craig? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> nice intro. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's. Should we be mad on them? Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, exactly. You got two jobs. I'm, yeah, I'm coming to entertain the folks in the Bay. I'll, I'll plug and, you. Uh, I'm going to take that job very seriously. I'll plug you. You're going to be New Year's Eve uh, at Cops Comedy Club, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that, I promise. And people can find out more at copscomedy.com. But, Craig, you're on the TV show The Office. That, that must make you just high as a kite like you're on top of the world one of the funniest shows on television how's it feel to be on a, a hit show thank you rob black it's uh it feels pretty nice you know it's, it's definitely work to it and uh i never know the next episode what's going on people are like what's going on with your character what's going to happen in the show give me some insight and they don't tell me anything until i get to you know set How- but uh it's, it's awesome, and everybody who works there is as, as cool as you think it is and and as lovely as you think an environment as you think it is. And Steve Carell is the funniest mofo around. You are allowed to say mofo on the air, so thank you for uh, <laughs> editing it down for radio, though. My, my pleasure. Now, is The Office – I heard Ricky Gervais talk about it where he said it's, it's all scripted. It's not any ad libs. Is the American version – is it ad lib or is it all scripted? It's uh, There's some ad lib, but it's – Majority scripted, definitely. It's, uh, there's, you know, I, I did Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that one was wildly ad-libbed. There's, a, there's an outline, and you know what's going to happen, the beat to the scene. But uh, the office is all about, you know, maybe 15% improv. And then, you know, watch with Steve Carell, he, he rarely does the same exact thing twice. So you got to be ready for him, too. When you worked with um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, what, what character did you do, or what episodes were you on? 
I was in one episode. It was the season finale of season five when uh, when he went to heaven, and I was the orderly. Okay. He uh, told him, you know, you you gave him you gave him your liver, and he won't give you his golf club. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You that, know, stuff like that. That's pretty funny. I, that's one of my favorite shows to watch. Oh yeah, no doubt. You guarantee some really laughs on that one. So, which do you like doing better, TV or film? Because you've been in Night of the Museum, you've got a big movie career, you've been in Knocked Up, Funny Movie, Pineapple Express, Funny Movie. You're kind of a, a scene stealer. Thank you. Uh, TV and film kind of coincide. I would, I would more, especially the way the, the shows that I've shot, uh, they're shot almost the same way. You know, you, you can go out of turn, you take the pages. It's not like the the days when there were four camera sitcoms and you know live studio audience, so I haven't uh, experienced that really. Um, but if if you would ask me between filming and move in a stage show, I would go with the stage show because that's you know immediate and unpredictable and a lot of fun. It's always interesting because I want your job. I always want other people's jobs because being a stand up comic. It's got to be one of the best things in the world. Craig Robinson, stand-up comic. He's going to be at Cobb's Comedy um, December 31st through January 2nd. So he's got the big New Year's Eve gig coming up. You can find out more at Cobb'sComedy.com. When working in the office, other than Steve Carell, because he's so well-known, give us a little insight into some of the people that you work with. And uh, do you like working with them? Or No, no, no. Let's let's, let's ask the non-Hollywood question. Is there anyone that you hate from the office? Is there anyone you don't like working with because he's a prima donna and he throws things? <laughs> There's none of that behavior over there, man. Everybody knows uh, what a good situation it is. And it really is one of those, you know, wonderful environments. And everybody gets along. And, you know, sometimes you have Creed playing his guitar in the trailer. And, uh... Angie's got her baby, a brand new baby. I guess she's about a year old now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's turned into a family environment. You see people get divorced and marry, have kids, and and go off and do different movie things with their stuff. So it's it's, it's real cool. It's chill. And it's it's just an awesome place to be, man. I, I couldn't, you know, I'm I'm blessed. It's awesome. Yeah, you've, you've, you're it's stunning reading your bio, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, Friends, The Bernie Mac Show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Bernie Mac, crazy fun to work with, right? Bernie was awesome. You know, I, I met Bernie in Chicago, where I'm from, and he's from. And uh, early in my career, like I was six months into doing comedy, Bernie used to have his show. It was awesome. It, it's this, uh, like jazz club it was in the basement of this hotel, and it was packed by 5 p.m. The show didn't start till 8, and Bernie would come out and do 30 minutes, and he had a band with him, and he would showcase uh, a comedian and then a singer, a singer, a musician, and uh, and there would be sketches and all of that, and I got to do his show one time, and uh, he, he once he found out I was doing it for six months, he just clowned me in front of everybody. It was awesome, and he basically... You know, kind of sat there and, <laughs> as I did my thing, and it almost held my hand, if you would. So I got mad respect and love for Bernie Mac. You know, and when, a- when I did this show some years later, you know, I reminded him of it, and he was, you know, uh, happy to hear that. And he was a class act all the way through. Man, had people had us come to his office to have lunch, special catered. It was awesome. 
One of my favorite comedians also from Chicago and also tragically died much too early was Robin Harris. Did you ever get to work with Robin Harris? I never got to work with Robin, man. I wasn't even in the game, you know. And I, I think I learned about him from the uh, Spike Lee picture that he did and and uh, and then, you know, started getting into his comedy. But, yeah, he, he was gone way too soon. He was a genius. Genius. Fantastic comedy, comedian. And hopefully you can get to those levels where we're talking about you, but hopefully you don't die too early. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be a legend, but it's not so good because typically you're dead. It's Craig Robinson. He's going to be at Cobb's Comedy Club over um, New Year's Eve, Jan- December 31st through January 2nd. There's multiple shows at Cobb's CobbsComedy.com, CobbsComedy.com. Now, you've got a movie coming up that's going to probably put you in the limelight. It's going to be your breakout feature, Hot Tub Time Machine. What's that all about? Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, It's very simple, really. Uh, Four guys get in the hot tub and go back to a specific day in 1986, and uh, it's based on a true story. So it was really exciting to to be a part of that, as well with Mr. John Cusack, and Mr. Rob Corddry, Mr. Clark Duke, Chevy Chase, Kristen Glover, and uh, and then there's some hot ladies in there, too. Uh, hopefully, if it's a hot tub movie, there's better be some hot ladies in it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, this, and we just did some, you know, they're finishing up that movie, and it, it, MGM is really, you know, standing behind us on this one, man, so... We'll, I think we're gonna to come to San Francisco and uh, and uh, and do a screening, and then you know, I just hope everybody gets to see that one because it's a wild ride. Hot tub time machine. Who wouldn't go see it? Hello. Especially in this economy, we need things to laugh at. So thanks very much. It's um, <laughs> Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. He's going to be at Cobb's Comedy. Cobb'sComedy dot com. It's Comedy Club in San Francisco. New Year's Eve. Uh, December 31st, January 1st, January 2nd. He's got multiple shows. He's from the TV show The Office. He plays the sarcastic warehouse worker, Daryl Philbin. It's Rob Black Show. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. And a little office-themed show music taking us to break, being the obvious choice. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to Talk910.com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. show i'm gonna do the worst predictions of 2009 and the reason i'm gonna show you the worst predictions of 2009 is because we as a society tend to look at things in panic did you hear what the wall street journal said about gold did you hear what this guy said about the stock market and we tend to say "Ooh, these predictions we put a lot of faith in them on that day, but we forget to look back at them at the end of the year to see how they ultimately did. Now, Intel today gets hit. Boom. Right in the kisser. Basically, a big headline out there that says, Intel accused by FTC of illegal monopoly practices. Now, the FTC's administrative complaint charges that Intel carried out its anti-competitive campaign using threats and rewards aimed at the world's largest computer manufacturers, including Dell, HP, and IBM. 
ultimately to coerce them not to buy chips from AMD. And many, 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 many years ago, a company called Cyrix. So ultimately, Intel secretly redesigned key software known as a compiler. They did it in a way that deliberately stunted the performance of competitor CPU chips. Intel told its customers in public that software performed better on Intel CPUs than on its competitors. So that's dirty. And it's going to play itself out the way these things played themselves out. That's the big business headline of the day. Now, there's some deeper headlines out there. And let me open up the phones. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Another headline out there today. It sounds like a, 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 a clone for teenage boys called Xfinity. Xfinity. What the hell is Xfinity? It's Comcast. Again, why can't I get them out of my business headlines? Because they're in my business headlines and I got to report it to you. So the service that Xfinity, it's going to be kind of like Hulu, but better, i.e. more demand of more shows that we really want to watch. And Comcast has partnered with A&E, AMC, Discovery Channel, History, TLC, and TNT. So Xfinity is going to be a service that you can go to your computer and watch basically your cable television on the computer. So if you subscribe to HBO, it's going to be even better. So, for instance, we just talked to a comedian who referenced working on The Larry David Show. I think The Larry David Show is one of the funniest shows. Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the funniest shows on television. You know, for instance, he has to he's late for a basketball game. So he, he wants to get in the HOV lane. So he picks up a hooker so he can get in the HOV lane. Of course, the cops pull him over and he gets arrested for having a hooker in the car and he never makes the basketball game. But funny premise, picking up a hooker so that you can get in the HOV lane. Anyway, um, the whole idea of Xfinity is you could watch maybe this season on demand on cable. But if you go online, maybe you'd be able to watch all six seasons. You'd watch it whatever you want. So it's going to be a little bit more opening of product offering. And again, for instance, Cinemax is well known for their, their dirty movies. They, they typically call it Skinamax. Now, they're not really all that dirty. They're very softcore porn. Very softcore porn. So if you have a Cinemax subscription and let's say uh, you want to take care of business, but you don't want to do it in the living room where the kids are, you can go back to your office, sit down, and you can watch a Cinemax film on your, your computer. But th- there's a trick here. How will they know what services you subscribe to and not? So there's going to be some winners. There's going to be some stock market winners. That's what I'm taking a very long way to get to the winners for you. So potential beneficiaries are a company called Aris Group. A-R-R-S is the ticker symbol. A-R-R-S. And for the record, I had a dream that SEALs were doing a play and the SEALs were doing the play and they were doing Star Wars. It was a big theatrical play of Star Wars. And the SEALs, they couldn't, they only know one word and they have to say R2-D2, where are you? But the seals would go R R R R R R R, and they could never get to two. So this 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 dream goes on for hours and hours and hours and hours of seals just barking R R R, and they don't get through the R two D two. Where are you? Anyway, um, I know you're saying your dreams are whack, dude. My dreams are whack. I had a dirty dream about my ex wife last night. That's not good. That can't be good. Anyway, Aris Group, they bring the idea of broadband home. The company makes communications equipment and components which are used to enable voice and data transmissions in high-speed networks and build television broadcast networks. 
Their products include cable network head-in gear, internet protocol switching systems, modems, and other consumer premises. The company also sells what are related hardwares, cable connectors, and other things. So Aris Group is a very old company. It's been around for a long time. But they stand to benefit from Comcast getting out into more online services. Now, their competitors, that's something interesting to watch. Time Warner Cable, they're purchasing a lot of new cable modem termination systems from Aris and Cisco, Comcast and Time Warner. The question is, Comcast has really taken a lead on this. Um, so more cable networking equipment stuff, Harmonic. This is a company that I used to buy this. I used to trade the snot out of this company in the 1990s. I made so much money on Harmonic because it was in the right place at the right time. They sold networking gear for cable. And, you know, cable television has been, you know, standardized in the United States since the 1970s. But they keep rolling out new services, new services, new services. More more bandwidth is needed for those new services. So Harmonic Lightwaves, they are the answer for advanced television features. The company provides fiber optic and wireless networking transmission products used to enable video on-demand services. Video on demand. Its video transmission equipment includes digital head-in system, digital signal encoders, complete provider to subscriber delivery systems. They also supply multiplexers, optical nodes, transmitters, and amplifiers. So they're in the right industry to benefit from Comcast's big push to get online. I don't know if people really are going to say, I want to watch my cable TV online. I don't know. I really don't know if that's the right thing. But Comcast is really pushing it very, very aggressively. I throw it out there because I love you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. I need phone calls. 800-345-5639. Let's, um, Heidi's wearing headphones. She never wears headphones. That's very bizarre. It's it's got me distracted. Um, Some ETFs that are pushing the faith. I know you're saying, are you kidding me? There's, there's ETFs, exchange-traded funds. An exchange-traded fund is a lot like a stock. It's kind of like a stock, but it's also kind of like um, a mutual fund. So you could actually go out and buy Christian beliefs. I know it doesn't sound right, but it, it is. Um, so let's say you want to put your money where your God is, so to speak. There's a Faith Shares Baptist Values, FZB. There's the Lutheran Values, FKL. I don't... You know, I'm intrigued by this. So um, there's churches out there that clearly have value systems. And anyway, uh, faith shares Catholic values, FCV, and Methodist values, FMV, Christian values, FOC. Pretty weird, right? You probably wouldn't think there'd be mutual funds and exchange traded funds tied towards religions. So, but yeah, there they are. There they are. Now, one thing that I'll do from time to time is I'll, I'll skirt back and forth, skirt back and forth between stocks and pop culture. And I try to do a good job of it. I can't say that I'm always successful at it, but I try to do a good job. For instance, here's a story that just intrigues me. I think it has to intrigue you too, because I'm you. I'm the, I'm the everyman who happens to be really smart with money. In, in Washington State, police said a man used his compound bow to stop a break-in at a nearby vacant home. He wounded a fleeing man in the buttocks. So basically, he sees his neighbor's house being vandalized or being broken into. The fleeing man refused to stop. He chased him three blocks, pulls out an arrow, loads it up into his compound bow, and shoots the man in the buttocks. So the guy who shows up at the hospital with an arrow in his butt, that's your criminal. 
can we make this stuff up? I like the idea, though. That's when I retire. That's maybe something I'll end up doing. Maybe I'll have a bow and arrow and just cruise around the neighborhood trying to wait, find someone to, uh, who's going to break into homes. Maybe not. Maybe not. Money robbed from a Western Pennsylvania bank mailed back. You can't make up these stories. Someone mailed an envelope filled with money to a Western Pennsylvania bank that was robbed earlier this week. So decided this is too much for me. And uh, he mails it back. Special Agent Jeff Keelan says the return money doesn't cancel the crime. The FBI won't say how much the robber took, but they say the envelope was about 80% of the amount stolen. It was separated into stacks of 5, 10s, 20s, and 100s. The FBI announced the mail-in and said it's checking its package for fingerprints and other clues. Um, the robber was pretty well obvious because he was wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers t-shirt when he, he robbed the bank. So, I don't know. Uh Mailing back something that you've robbed makes no sense. Very American, very American. So a court in France, this is the other pop culture story of the day. Uh, and this is something that teaches you a very valuable lesson, a very, very valuable lesson. I truly believe that people would kill each other for a million dollars. A French court has split the jackpot from a casino slot machine. So here's what happened. Guy was trying to pick up a woman. A woman sitting in front of a slot machine. She's got no money. So he gives her the, the couple euros to put into it. And sure enough, out comes $2.9 million, 2 million euros. So a bet of 50 euros on the one-armed bandit got nine million. So he basically sued her and said the money's his. He, he funded it. She sued it and said, I pulled the arm. If it wasn't for my lucky pull, you wouldn't have got nothing. So a judge says, both of you get half. <laughs> both of you get half. Uh, just again, going to show you. Before you get into a relationship, make sure you know what you're willing to do. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. The worst predictions of 2009. I got them right here for you. Now, no one would have seen the Tiger Woods story, so you can't say that you predicted that. But the Barack Obama administration, he said, the unemployment rate will top out at 8% in the third quarter of 2009 if his stimulus plan is approved. Long story short, we're not there. We're at 10.5% unemployment, 102 to 10.5%. And then there's the truly underemployed, which kicks that number up to about 15%. So that was one of the worst predictions of the year. And again, it goes to show you that we forget these things. We're not angry about it. We forget them. He was too optimistic. Jobless rate, you know, continues to go higher even with the Obama plan. So Congress and president said, hey, approve this and we'll take care of you. We promise this number didn't hold true. Another prediction. This one comes from Paul Krugman. Now, Paul Krugman is New York Times op-ed columnist. And he's often quoted because he's a smart guy. You win a Pulitzer Prize. You're often quoted. So he said in January of 2009, let's not miss words. This looks like an awful lot like the beginning of the Second Great Depression. Now That turned out to be a horrible prediction as well, because the reality was that he was too pessimistic. Congress wasn't as bold as Krugman wanted, but the economy was growing by the third quarter anyway. So it didn't turn into a Great Depression. But if you were listening to the show in January, you were magical because it didn't come on until until March. But if you were listening to this show in January, we would have been talking about Paul Krugman's quote. But 12 months later, 
he's now held accountable. Another prediction. This one from John Podesta. He was co-chairman of the Obama transition team. He was quoted in the Chicago Sun-Times in January 19th of this year. He said, President-elect Barack Obama will be able to do things at warp speed that no other president has been able to do in a long time. President Barack Obama has done nothing. He's got not one piece of legislation through at this point. Not one. Healthcare problems. Maybe that gets done. So anyway, again, we thought we were going to get change. We thought we were going to get this president who was the man of the people. And all we got was more of the same. More of the same. I hate politicians. I really do. Now, there was another prediction that came out. A guy named Stephen Timwell. He was a banker, October 1, 2008, so a little bit more than a year ago. He said, in short, under the robust leadership of Sheikh Mohammed, the United Arab Emirates and Dubai are enjoying rapid change and development that's proving a clear lead in the Gulf. The reality is, is all that wonderful things that were happening in Dubai became overextended and property developers are struggling to pay interest and they've got towering debts and they had to be bailed out by Abu Dhabi just a couple weeks ago. But a year ago, we were looking at it and going, "Woo, that is the crown jewel of the frickin' world. They are growing like, whoa, I wish I could be there. They, they created a whole island, right? They created a whole nation by, by cementing an island. So anyway, another prediction that just didn't work out the way they wanted it to was Margaret Chan, director, of general, uh, director general of the World Health Organization, the WHO. Not Roger Daltrey, WHO, the World Health Organization, WHO. She said, quote, I've decided to raise the current level of influence of pandemic alert to phase four from phase four to phase five. Global outbreak is imminent. It's really all of humanity that's under threat during a pandemic. Well, she was half right. H1N1 did spread globally, but it's hard to argue that all of humanity was under a threat when not that many people have died. Now that a lot more people have died than typically of, of seasonal influenza, but it's really nominal and it's really not that much of a fearful event. There were some investment plays tied towards it, and you know maybe we were one second away. Maybe we were one second away from uh, total annihilation and death. I see a phone ringing, so maybe it's on hold. Anyway, okay. Um, another prediction that went terribly, terribly, terribly wrong was CEO Rick Wagner. He talked to the Christian Science Monitor, which I don't really know much about the Christian Science Monitor. To me, it's got the word Christian in it, so I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to read something that's biased. Um, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. So anyway, um, CEO Rick Wagner, he told the Christian Science Monitor, quote, a quick prepackaged bankruptcy of General Motors might stall, leading to a long period of bankruptcy, which I believe would result in liquidation of the company. The reality was they raced through bankruptcy in 40 days, and by the end of September, they were sitting on $43 billion in cash. So again, y- you think that you know these things. You think you hear a prediction and you're like, ah, I should change my whole investment philosophy because of this. Here's another one. Golf Digest. Uh-oh. This is going to be sticky. It's going to be about Tiger Woods. Golf Digest in January. 2010 issue, the one that just recently came out on President Barack Obama and what he could learn from great golf golfer Tiger Woods. The quote was, Tiger never does anything that would make him look ridiculous. <laughs> so President Obama throws out the quote, Tiger never does anything that makes him look ridiculous. Sponsors yanked ads featuring Tiger Woods after he crashed his car and later admitted to infidelity. The story goes, by the way, and I don't know how well known this is, that um, his wife hit him while he was sleeping. He was on Ambien and hit him while he was sleeping with a golf club. And that's why he went around driving and wrecked his car because he was drug-induced with Ambien as well as probably concussed with a, a golf club to the head. 
She's coming out with her own line of golf clubs. No, I'm not going to do Tiger Woods jokes. Um, Robert Prechter. And this is the final one that I want to throw out there. In large part because this is the why I, I hate predictions. And this is why I hate changing your investment philosophies based on a quote, maybe even a misquote or pulled out of context quote. This guy, Robert Prechter. He's the chief uh, executive at Elliott Wave International. February 27th, 2009, he published a quote that said, My long-term opinion is that the bear market has several years left to run, and stock prices will go a lot lower. So any rally that happens, it's going to be a bear market rally. A week later, the reality is, stock market bottomed out, S&P 500 up 64%. He could, he could be right. This could be a rally that stalls out and sends us a lot lower. But for the last 10 months, he looks kind of like a fool. And he scared a lot of you. He scared a lot of you out of the stock market. You panicked. You ran. You didn't come back. You missed one of the best rebound rallies of all time. See, I don't play the game of trying to be right. I play the game of trying to make sure I'm playing the game. I want to own stocks. I want to own bonds. I want to own real estate. So I just go over the predictions with you. And I do this on a daily basis. I could you know, I could take a look at some of these issues and say, um, I think... We're going to do this. You know, the healthcare reform that's kind of getting pushed through, I can give you my prediction on it, but the reality is it's dynamic and fluid. A lot of people say, where do you think unemployment's going to be a year from now? And I'll go, I don't know. It really depends on, you know, how much legislation gets through Congress. Small banks, right now they're still in self-defense mode. They're not in lending mode. Small banks, regional banks tend to lend to small businesses. So I don't know where we're going to be in a year because it's dynamic. And for those of you who predict these things, you're basically a butt monkey. I mean, that's all you are. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 800-345-5639. Now, on a day-by-day basis, you can follow stocks. And for instance, Adobe's moving big today. It's the world's biggest maker of graphic design programs. They reported a profit that beat expectations. They cut jobs to deal with the sales slump. Okay, so what do we learn from that quick headline? Cutting jobs saves companies money. Wall Street likes cutting jobs. It's not politically correct for me to say that, but when I hear a company is going to cut their, their sales force or their force by 5 to 10%, I go, woohoo, that's good for that stock. Short term it is because it saves cash. Long term it becomes problematic because in a recovery, do you have enough trained people? Are you prepared to grab it? Another stock in the news today, Broadcom. They make wireless headset semiconductors, television set-top box semiconductors. They basically said sales forecast of $1.32 billion. They increased their forecast. So our lesson that we learned there is Wall Street likes knowing what your forecast is going to be, but Wall Street really likes knowing that it's going to be better than expected. It's the demon known versus the demon unknown. Another stack that's moving today, Borders. They said they're going to work with Kobo, sell digital versions of books through their website that can be read on mobile devices. That's a non-story to me. To me, that's just press release. Just press release stuff. Other stocks in the news today, Roper Industries. Remember Mr. Roper? Mr. Roper and Three's Company? I know this this, this is going to take men way back. It's probably one of the first shows that if you're 30 to 35 that got you kind of excited. So, although Joyce DeWitt, I never really got... I never found her attractive in any way, shape, or form. So, anyway, um, that was kind of a titillating show. They didn't show you much. 
It was stuff that they didn't show. Anyway, Roper Industries, maker of radio frequency tags and automatic readers, they were picked to replace Insco in the S&P 500 index after the close of trading on December 22. So it was, a lot of people buy index funds, and a company like Roper Industries is moving up today because they're going to be in a new index fund, and index fund managers will automatically buy this stock, not automatically sell it, automatically buy it. So it increases the buyers versus the sellers. So being included into an index can move a stock pretty consistently. And on that same note, like if you're going against an Intel, keep in mind, it's in a lot of index funds. There's a lot of automatic buyers from their 401ks who automatically buy into the S&P 500, for instance. So even though you're right, you may not be right enough sometimes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.